Great. Well, first of all, congratulations. He said he's about to be receiving his Guru Mantra. We've spoken over the last several days about the importance of mantras and the benefit of mantras and the benefit of a Guru Mantra, a mantra given by the Guru. So first of all, congratulations. In terms of preparation for it, The, the clearer and the emptier you are inside, the more space there will be in you for that mantra to come. For any, any initiation, whether it's what we call Guru Diksha, so Diksha means initiation, and so whether it's the initiation into the mantra, whether it's the initiation into renunciation, sannyas, whatever form of initiation we're talking about, the more space that we can create, the more that grace is going to flow into us. I'll share though with you one of my favorite stories, true story, my story, because a lot of times when we think of the, the rites of initiation, we think of it as very, very esoteric. So whether it's getting the mantra from the guru, whether it's taking sannyas, whether it's any, any rite of initiation, a lot of us take it as it must be something very, very esoteric. And, and it's beautiful, and it's divine, and amazing, and it's been such a blessing and gift in my life. But the story is a personal one of actually how it's all really about simply purity of mind, simply creating space through surrender, and simply about devotion. So when I was going to be initiated into sannyas, when I was going to take the, the renunciation, the initiation into this, this form of renunciation, what we call sannyas, becoming a, a nun in my case, a monk in the case of a man. My, my sannyas initiation was done by Puja Swamiji, my guru, and another very, very revered saint from Mathura, Pujaswami Guru Sharananji Maharaj. And Pujaswami Guru Sharananji Maharaj has initiated probably hundreds of sannyasis. You could say it's what he does, is where so many of the different gurus have different focuses, and Pujaswamiji is so focused on serving humanity and so many different programs and projects and things for that, to, whether it's bringing water, whether it's bringing education, whether it's bringing toilets and sanitation or planting trees or climate change or whatever it may be, that's really what his life is dedicated to. So, 
Swami Guru Sharananji Maharaj is really dedicated to propagating and disseminating the Dharma through initiating people into sannyas. And so he has initiated hundreds. And so when a couple of weeks before the initiation, I went to Pooja Swamiji and said very much like what you've asked me, which is, so what exactly do I need to do to prepare? And he said, you should go and talk with Swami Guru Sharananji Maharaj. Which was interesting and so sweet because of course, of course he knew what to tell me, but sent me off, sent me off to Maharaji and I had this beautiful blessing of going and meeting with Swami Guru Sharananji and saying, okay, so what should I do? But it's important for the story to understand that where Pooja Swamiji is very flexible in a lot of ways, very spirit of the law rather than letter of the law in a lot of ways. Swami Guru Sharananji Maharaj is very divinely traditional in, in really just a beautiful, beautiful, amazing way. And it's spirit of the law and it's letter of the law. And there's so many different ways of living and ways of being that are the right way. And he's very, very pakka, very sure about the right way of doing things. And, and that's an important foundation for this. So I go to see him and I say, so what, what should I do? I'm two weeks before this initiation ceremony that you're going to come and bless me with. And I said, what should I do? So he says, well, first of all, for the 10 days prior to this ritual, you should observe fast. You should just have fruits and some milk if you're very hungry. And otherwise, you should not eat anything else. And he said, and you should mostly stay in your room all day doing your japa, your chanting of your mantra and your meditation. And you really shouldn't come to the office very much unless it's, you know. And he said, and you should observe silence. I said, okay. He said, now repeat after me. Tell me what I've just told you. And I smiled because I'm an academic. Like I was, I was a straight A student. I can remember three things. And so it was, I just thought it was okay. It was very cute that he wanted me to repeat them after him. And so I said, well, first of all, okay, I will stay in my room and do my japa, do my chanting, do my meditation. And I won't, won't come to the office. And he interrupts me before I even finish. And he says, unless, unless Swamiji has any savor for you to do, at which point you will come down immediately into the office and do it. And I said, okay. And I said, and I will observe silence. And he says, unless 
unless Swamiji asks anything of you, at which point you will immediately speak and not make him go through the drama of trying to figure out what you are trying to say with hand motions and signals, and you will not waste one second of his time. You will speak. And I said, okay. I said, and I will observe fast. And before I even could say about the milk and the fruits, he says, unless, <laughs> unless in fasting you do not have the strength to do the seva that you are supposed to be doing, at which point you will have a full meal immediately. And the reason that I love this story and this teaching so much, and the reason that I give you the background about Puja Swami Guru Sharananji Maharaj is because from Puja Swamiji, that it, it wouldn't be such a story. Because he's so much more focused on spirit of law than letter of the law, that it wouldn't surprise any of us if you were fasting, but you were not feeling you know, so strong. And so, yeah, yeah, of course, eat so you can do your seva. But because Swami Guru Sharananji Maharaj is so particular, and so pakka, we say in Hindi, so strict about absolutely, not just spirit, but letter, absolutely the right way, absolutely the norms, absolutely the niyams, here is how it is supposed to be. For him to say this was revolutionary. Because what it made me realize is, even in these pakka, stringent, strict niyams that were given, rules that were given, practices that were given. Ultimately, it's all for one purpose and one purpose only, which is to be fully surrendered and to be a tool in the hands of the divine, which depending on your situation, is going to come to you directly from the divine or it's going to come through your guru. But ultimately, that's the point. And there's no practice of silence, of japa, of fasting that is more powerful or more beneficial or is going to get you any farther on your path than being there for exactly what your guru tells you to do, exactly when your guru tells you to do it, exactly the way your guru tells you to do it with that full surrender. And so I love that story for so many reasons. And as you are, are preparing for the initiation into the mantra, the initiation into that sacred sound. Allow yourself to clear as much space as you can. And it also might be interesting for you just to notice what the sound in your own mind is these days. Because once you get the mantra, the sound in your mind should become the mantra, right? I mean, you should be chanting the mantra all the time. And so it's always interesting in retrospect to be able to look back and to realize, oh my God, my mind was such a mess. 
oh my God, it was here, it was there. This is, this is what used to occupy my mind. So pay attention also just for that fun of it. And then just allow and surrender and allow and surrender. And it'll be beautiful. And congratulations again.